Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I've got another interview for you today, but before we jump into the interview, I just wanted to give you a little more background about my guest, Marcus Couch. Marcus actually found WordPress because of a podcast he started in 2004. Yeah, I don't even think I knew what a podcast was then, but it's cool because he was, prior to using WordPress, they had to hard code the RSS feed for lack of a better explanation. He found the ease of use with publishing an RSS feed with WordPress, put the two together, and has been a fan ever since. But his background, wait till you hear what he's done. He's been involved. He's had his own marketing agency. He was in graphic design. He was in music. He had a radio show uh, that went to Sirius Satellite. His podcast went to Sirius Satellite Radio, which is pretty friggin' cool. Um, And his company, I love the name of his company. It's called Marketing Goo. He is in Southern California. But what's really cool is for the past 18 months, he's really contributed to the WordPress community. He has a podcast, WP Plugins A to Z podcast. He contributes to WP Tavern. And then he recently started WordPress Radio, which is WPR.fm. So you're going to hear all about this. It was, we had a ball talking. It was like just talking to a friend for an hour. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. So again, today's interview is Marcus Couch, marcuscouch.com. Enjoy and make sure that, you know, stop by, say hi, connect with him. You're really going to enjoy this. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick, and thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm really excited today about this interview because uh, as far as WordPress interviews goes, this is going to be a little bit different because I- I've got Marcus Couch is my my guest today. I'm going to introduce Marcus in a minute. You heard a little bit about him in the intro, but his background is very different from most of the WordPress interviews I've done and so I- I- I'm looking forward to pulling in a lot of the marketing pieces um, because he's got a completely different perspective on a lot of stuff uh, in, in terms of what I've interviewed so far. So Marcus, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's nice to be on the show with you. It's going to be fun. I, it's so funny when um, Marcus and I connected and then I got his his bio that I shared with you guys. I'm like, God, I didn't know you were such a celebrity. He's like, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> with some of the work you've done? So, um, so you've got a pretty extensive background in marketing, podcasting and WordPress. So Before we get into some of the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, sure. Uh, How how far back do you want to go? I can go all the way back to age eight, if you wish. (laughs) Well, did you start your entrepreneurial drive then? (laughs) Uh, Sort of, yeah. I was one of these guys who got involved, you know, early, early uh, on in computers and it, it evolved into graphic arts. And from there, I started to work in computer animation and from that, it turned into working in the music industry because of my animation skills. I started to make album covers for different bands and such. Uh, that led to creating a record label around it. And that led to basically my podcast, which was my music podcast. And that's what got me started in WordPress back in 2004, I believe. Holy moly. Okay, so... Any fun bands we would know about with the, with the record covers or labels? 
Um, I did do a lot with the band Disturbed, which is a really uh, heavy hard rock band out of Chicago. That's originally where I'm from. Um, they've been a multi-platinum artist, toured on OzFest, all of that. Um, throughout my tenure of doing uh, music production and uh, things like that, it was, I don't know, maybe 200 different bands that we worked with. That is that is really cool. I, mm-hmm. I just love hearing how people sort of got to this place with WordPress so let's go back to the podcast. So you started that in mm-hmm. 2004, and that was a music podcast? It was a music podcast. Um, it was basically, it, it was called The Scene Zine, and it used to stand for The Music Scene Magazine. And then it was just kind of this nickname that we did. Um, and orig- when I first started it, we were back in the days of hand encoding our RSS feeds. And uh, my buddy Julian Smith, who went on to write books with Chris Brogan and all yeah. that. Um, Trust agents. Back, yeah. yeah. Back then, Julian and I were just a couple of music podcast guys. And he told me, you know, you should check out this WordPress thing. At first, he told me movable type. And I'm like, eh, this thing is not that good. <laughs> so uh, he got me into WordPress. And once I, you know, firmly established that I could start putting podcasts out and not have to do that RSS feed, then it, it, it was it was magic from there. God, I don't know if I, I was trying to think. I'm like, I don't know if I had an iPad in two, an iPod in 2004. I think <laughs> I did, maybe just the original one. Um, so you also got into Sirius, right? With that radio show. So tell us a little bit about that. Actually, yeah, I, I started to, uh, I got involved professionally in podcasting through a company called Podshow. And that was run by Ron Bloom and Adam Curry. And Adam's pretty well known for his days on MTV. And he's they started podcaster now, right? Yeah. He's yeah. the co-inventor of the technology. <laughs> So, you know, he, he's, he's got his rightful place in the history of podcasting. But, um, I started with them and essentially, uh, through Adam's connections and everything else, uh, he put me on, uh, part of his slot as far as his satellite slot to play my show every week. And then I did one other show that was sort of a compilation. Um, th- this is kind of a recurring theme, I guess you could say in my life. I've always tried to figure out ways to kind of get everybody together. I did it with, you know, the music part. I did it with music podcasts in which I created a show where six other different genre podcasters uh, kind of just submitted a clip and I was sort of the ringmaster of the whole thing. And that was, nice. that was pretty popular. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the, the whole metamorphosis of, of podcasting and where it went and, and the offers and things that we uh, pitched along the way. That just, that brings up a great point, and it's something that has been a huge focus for me. The fact that you, like you said, a compilation and pulling these people together, my guess is that you've built some really solid relationships over the years and, and have some great connections just in terms of growing your business and reaching out to other people. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I was just talking to Jeff Chandler from WP Tavern the other day, and I've kind of been his go-to guy as far as hey, I need somebody to do graphics for this real quick, or I need a source for this. And generally, I know kind of those those little bridge points in between to, to get things done when they need to get done. So you're like the connector too. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, before we get into the different WordPress businesses, because um, you're involved in a few different projects. So what is your current business today? I mean, do you have a business? I mean, you're freelancing. Do you still have your agency? What are you doing? I have four, actually. <laughs> Um, uh, the main, uh, the main, I guess you could say banner that I work under is, uh, my company called marketing goo. And that, uh, that actually, the name of that company 
started out as a joke. It was just one of my my clients that just kept saying to me, "Look, I don't know what you're doing, but just keep putting that marketing goo all over it, and it's it's good." <laughs> so I, I I was like, "Wow, that's a pretty cool name." So I I grabbed it. Um, and it's I just G O O, right? Marketing goo. Yep, mm-hmm. it's it. like the okay. first three letters in Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also uh, work with Franchise Optimization, which is a company that specifically deals with larger franchises with over 300 locations. So for that, my responsibilities and roles are uh, basically we take, if you can imagine the, the dilemma of, a, a, say, let's just say a restaurant or a grocery store chain or somebody that, that has 300 different locations. Well, th- that means they're going to have 300 Google review pages. They're going to have 300 different Yelp review pages. And somewhere along the way, somebody has to monitor all that. And so we've devised some reporting that actually goes through 20 different review sites, measures sentiment, actually analyzes the density of the words. So if somebody says this was the worst or the, you know, terrible, it sucked, um, it actually assigns, you know, negative points for those particular words. And the same thing happens when somebody gets great service or they put awesome or fantastic. And so it measures it one by one. So we not only do that, but we educate and kind of help evangelize internally. Uh, as to how to deliver really good service from an online perspective and just overall how to run their social channels and the optimization of each individual page. Because when you have 300 different, you know, individual locations, they all think they know the right way. Of course. As far as how to socially market and things. So uh, I'm involved in that. Uh, there's so one. Cha- yeah, go ask, ahead. So it's kind of like reputation management, right? Not exactly. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's a component of SEO marketing. Um, and, and we actually get into designing small cards so that if somebody has a good experience that, um, you know, in the instance of like a bank, the teller will hand someone a card saying, Hey, you know, I appreciate you saying good things about us. Maybe you might want to tell other people online. So as long as you get that buy-in from top to bottom, it really works out. So you've combined offline and on, online. I mean, you, pretty much the whole package for them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everything. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I do uh, a couple charity things where uh, we uh, help to, I guess you could say, educate in WordPress and other platforms to uh, wounded veterans and kind of give them a head start on maybe a new career. That's Now, do you go out and do that locally or do you have a no, site no. for that? Or? Uh, I'm working with one other person on that and it's it's just kind of a private thing. Um locally here in Southern California that's done. Um, hopefully if it, if it works out real well, we've only done it for a couple months, but if it works out real well, then we'll try and expand that a little bit. That's great. Mm-hmm. Holy see, let's see. Uh, otherwise, um, I do, you know, some freelance stuff for people, um, smaller stuff, but, um, you know, the projects vary from somebody as big as Taco Bell to somebody as small as your local lawyer. And do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> not much <laughs> yeah I was, you sound like a pretty busy guy mm-hmm. um and do you have so do you have your with your company do you have employees do you do contractors what's the best model that you think i use people ba- you know i've tried the partnership thing i've tried having specific employees and in this business it's really tough to keep somebody employed i guess you could say um, with steady workflow. And then uh, I, I, there's been instances where I've tried to take on partners, people I've worked with at other positions and things, and that went disastrous. Um, so really, the things that I like to do is just basically hire people 
that I trust uh, from an outsource perspective on a per job basis. And I, I use a platform called Central Desktop to kind of manage everything as far as the collaboration and all the steps and tasks and milestones that need to be taken care of. That's great. No, and I love hearing about the little tools that you like to use. I've recently become finally obsessed with Evernote um, and sending email to Evernote and integrating everything. <laughs> but I use Basecamp and stuff too. So uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about you're involved in a few different WordPress businesses, sites, you know, uh, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. So um, let's go ahead and fill us in on the WP plugins, A to Z podcast. And okay. Uh, before we do that, really quick, I, I just wrote a note down because I remembered, you know, you started podcasting quite a while ago. And, you know, it. I don't know, I don't want to say that it's come and gone and come back. You know, people have said that. Uh-huh. To, I mean, because to me, it's kind of like the Wild West. It's still this huge opportunity. And I am friggin having a ball with it. Um, yeah. So what did you kind of what was your insight just in in terms of really sticking with it and driving the podcast. I mean, because to start the A to Z podcast, you, well, you had the experience, but you saw an opportunity there. What made you think it was going to stick or? Well, actually, I'm not the originator of the WordPress A to Z podcast. That's John Overall. And I was a big fan of that show for a long time. Um, and then he had another co-host. I, I forget the woman's name. And then uh, suddenly, well, it's kind of a funny story because I was actually talking to Jeff Chandler from WP Tavern at the time when he was about ready to hang up his podcast. And I said, hey, look, don't do that. If you need somebody to come on and be a co-host with you, I'll do it. And he just he didn't want to do it at the time. And then about a week later, I heard John's podcast and he said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're going. I think the girl's name was Laura. Um, Sorry to hear you're going. Uh, If anybody else wants to be a co-host on the show, just let me know. So nice. the next the next week I was the co-host and it's been that way for well over a year and a half I think. God, that's awesome. All right, so tell tell the listeners a little bit about. I mean, I, I know that the title's a little self-explanatory, but um, <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about the plugins A to Z podcast. Okay, well, John and I basically pick three plugins each, and we just kind of alternate back and forth uh, as far as what we bring to the table and we describe. Um, how we've used it or, or what we think that it could be used for. And we try and do it from the perspective of, you know, we know who our audience is. Our audience is basically a lot of developers, designers, and things like that. So when I find a tool that I can kind of, you know, turn to the camera and say, hey, guys, you should be using this to make some money. Um, I think that's a little bit different than any other kind of plug-in podcast or any plug-in review thing that you've ever heard, because I, I try and look at it from the perspective of monetization for our audience. And that's interesting with your audience in terms of knowing who they are, because in a way, I don't want to say that it's been missing and it's definitely grown over the years, but it, I don't know if you saw, I did a, a post called um, The Real Housewives of WordPress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just talking about like the warrior form because you have a lot of hypey plugins and stuff that gets pitched and it's like they're gone later. And the, the, the business, the economy of WordPress and, and using the tools to, to, to make money and grow a business is not talked about as often as to me. And, and this is again my perception, but in, in terms of, you know, the community, which is stellar, the community and you've got sort of like, you know, programmers and developers are in one camp and you've got users and you've got people that have a business. It, to me, it's a little divided. So I love that you're driving it from how can I use this tool to make money and grow my business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and 
if I see something that may not necessarily even apply to me or any of the sites or clients that I work with, but I know that, you know, oh, there's probably photographers out there who could, you know, kill it by using this plugin. That that's the kind of thing that I like bringing forward. And you guys review um, plugins in the repository as well as premium plugins. Yeah, it's mostly repository plugins. It's very few occasions that I get something that's premium. Um, you can imagine me being the plugin review guy. Um, how many people actually approach me with their premium plugins and say, pitch this for me? <laughs> uh, and I'd say 99 times out of 100, I just erase the email and, and don't move forward, especially if it's somebody that I don't know. You know, that doesn't typically have a history. Um, or if it's something that's, you know, obviously spammy or, you know, you mentioned a warrior forum, if it's that kind of pitch to it where it's, you know, I, I see pictures of 50 people giving testimonials that I've never seen before, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, but there are occasions where people come to me with a clear message and talk about specific plugins that they want me to take a look at. And I do. And, and sometimes they're fantastic. Sometimes they're terrible. When they're terrible, I say it. No, that, that's great. It's now, do you guys, um, I know there's some ads and stuff on the site. Do you consider the podcast? Uh, I mean, like you might be monetizing it with ads or premium, but is it mm-hmm. really more of a, a community thing? What, what's sort of the drive behind it? I have not really gained anything from a monetization standpoint, uh, from the show itself. I, I don't think <laughs> <laughs> not uh, directly that you can, I, you know, some people contact me and I don't know how they get my information. So I don't know if they heard me on the show or, or how, um, but it's so subtle and, and it's just from, and I, I actually usually give out my consulting call link and I don't really get much action off of that. So I'll probably not do that on the show anymore, but yeah, we have some offers that we talk about at the end of the show, but it's it's nothing significant. We're we're not even it's it's not even beer money. People in my life offline are like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just hit a little over 10,000 downloads." I was very excited. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. And they're like, "Was it making you money?" I'm like, "That's not the point." <laughs> You know, I think people connect it to him like it's it's open doors and connections and all of that. But it it it's fun. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I did not realize how fun this was going to be. Well, there's two camps when it comes to monetization and podcasting. And I was one of the first to be able to make a living doing it. And I can tell you right now that a guy having a hard rock metal show like I did um, probably had no business making the money that I did. But <laughs> the the reason is, is because. A, I've got media within a great WordPress site. Um, that media has excellent show notes, and every one of the show notes is completely uniquely written, completely uh, optimized as far as all my monetization pages or my money pages. Um, all have a clear link with perfect anchor text and you know great alt tags and all that, and that's what does it for you. Because if you if you start getting a lot of attention from your media, then Google will start to recognize the content that's within it as well. Thank you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I realized I mean, I finally I got someone to do the editing and not that I can't, it's just not the best use of my time because I really I take quite a bit of time to write the show notes. I, I consider mm-hmm. it just like I would any other post. And so while they can listen, it's not just a 
here's the, here's the post, here's the links, you know, you can listen to this point at this, at this time. I, I really write it just like its own content and they just complement each other is kind of my perspective. Yeah. And I have this sort of uh, battle cry motto, whatever you want to call it. And everybody who knows me is probably going to roll their eyes when they hear me say it. <laughs> um, but there's a simple rule when dealing with anything as far as content goes. Okay. We all strive for high rankings and all that stuff. But the simple truth is, and here it comes, Google doesn't buy anything. People do. That's great. That's going to be quoted. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and seriously, when that's the first thing that you have to get people to realize when they're dealing with WordPress sites or, or anything, podcasting, whatever you want to deal with, you can be number one, but, as, but, you know, like you talked about, uh, I think it was episode 19 about landing pages and squeeze pages and such. If you don't have anything that's clear that motivates somebody to actually, you know, do something and interact with you, then rankings don't mean anything. Yeah. It's interesting as I've gotten, I, I think just sort of the evolution of business. And when you stick with it, I mean, when I started this, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just loved the name and I loved WordPress yeah. and I just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other. And I have really been focusing on content this year too. And I find myself writing these crazy long posts, but it's two people. Like I've actually got my customer avatar. I write directly to that person and and that's where I get more engagement. And it's not necessarily something that I want to rank for, but that's where people start commenting and sharing my content. That's right. That's the whole key. So you know, Once you stop writing for Google and start writing for people, then it, it all falls into place. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't try to optimize the post, but um, I love that. Okay. So uh, WP Tavern, fill me in on your, your involvement there and how that happened. Well, um, like I mentioned, uh, Jeff, I, I offered Jeff several years ago to be a part of the show and um, he didn't go that way. But then I had him on the W uh, the WordPress plugins A to Z show. And we, you know, that was kind of the, that was actually the first time I ever really spoke to him was, was when he was on the show with me. Otherwise it was just kind of Skype stuff back and forth. But uh, he came to me and said, how would you like to write uh, something on WP Tavern every now and again? And I said, well, how about if I write every day? And every day has been a challenge for me to kind of keep up with. So I've been trying to do at least two or three a week. You literally but must not sleep. <laughs> I'm sitting here it, listening it's to very what you tough. Do. It's very tough. Okay, sorry. It's tough. You know how I do it, though? Um, I like to think of my tasks as buckets. I read this book called Getting Things Done, um, and I still haven't mastered it yet. But it's basically like if I need – if I have tasks that involve writing – I put all of those kind of with a, in WordPress terms, we tag them. Okay. We'll tag <laughs> them writing. Um, if I have graphic items I need to do, I, I will do my regular to do list, but then I will tag them as the graphic task or, you know, whatever, ha how it happens to be. And so then on say Monday, I'll just do, I'll just click on the tag in my project management system that says writing and I'll just knock out five hours worth of writing. That is awesome. Yeah. So as long as you can kind of keep them in buckets and then whatever mood you happen to be in, or if you know you're going to get interrupted a lot throughout the day, um, that lets you kind of choose which bucket you're going to pick up that day. I, I, I've done a little. I, it's so funny. I think I might have that book. I don't know if I've read it. I read a ton of stuff, but I mean, I know I haven't read it. I don't know if I have it. Um, mm -hmm. But with the writing piece, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point because I've got client work, but literally the first four or five hours of my day is, is, is strictly on content and my business and creating stuff. Do you use, uh, when it, when it comes to writing, do you do sort of, um, 
do you use like the like notepad or do you use something where you've got no distractions? Do you shut email off? I mean, a lot of people have different methodologies to just focusing on the writing. Huh. Um, loud music. How's that? <laughs> Drowns everything else out. <laughs> totally not what I was expecting. <laughs> That's awesome. I, the only time I can listen to music, it has to be instrumental or I'm like, I can do Andrea Bocelli because I don't know Italian. So, <laughs> but I focus and, on the words too much. And also, um, I have this really cool desk. Now, that's one of the things, if you're going to be working long, long hours, uh, you need to get something that's perfect for you. And I found a desk that's like a sit-stand desk. It's called an anthro console, I think it's called. Okay, you got to send me a picture of that because I literally was just saying to a friend, I'm like, I need to get a stand-up <laughs> desk because like my wrists, my, I'm like, I work out, but I'm like, you feel it in your body when you sit yeah. too long. Yeah. So, um, I got a sit stand desk and then, then the problem became, well, now I'm standing up, but my monitors are still sitting down. Yeah. You know? So there's still that height. <laughs> so then I had to buy these, uh, what are these things called? Uh, ergo something, uh, big, huge, monstrous, um, uh, stands, little arms or whatever for the monitors <laughs> that that's important too, because, um, you need to kind of always adjust your pitch of your monitor so that you're not sticking in the same spot as far as sitting down or standing up or whatever. So it always, it's always helpful to move around. And then you want to have your different posture positions for right. Like I can't stand up and write. I, I can't do it. Graphics I can do, but yeah, it's totally that. different energy. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's great. That's good to know. So, um, okay. So WP Tavern, you yes. write a few times a week and it, obviously you're writing about WordPress. Um, but anything, you know, like obviously not just plugins, you've got the podcast, but what are you writing about? It's mostly plugins, actually. Um, <laughs> it, it's the one it's I mean, if you can imagine trying to find the one subject that is literally a bottomless well when it comes to, you know, stuff shooting out the tap um, plugins is it because there's 50 or 60 that come out every single day. Literally that many every day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, and then so WP Tavern really is you're just contributing and, and you know, providing value to people. Well, it is, but it's, it's funny because as the guy for so many years that was just like known as the, you know, the music guy. And then to, for the last year and a half to get into this world of WordPress, even though I've been, you know, in it, I just never was public about it and I never really had a voice in it. Um, for me, it's been such a different experience getting involved in WP Tavern than anything else I've ever done as far as feedback. As far as a rabid community that will troll and just wait <laughs> until I make a mistake <laughs> and call something, you know, something that uh, is a custom taxonomy and I accidentally say custom field or custom post type and then I get a 600 word reply saying oh, what an love. idiot I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a then, lot of haters, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I, I've, you know, there are people that. You know, when I look at this and I go to a WP Tavern and I look on the sidebar and I see Jeff who works for, you know, Audrey Capital, which is basically automatic, you know, mm-hmm. the, the main people. And then Sarah Gooding, who just joined us as kind of more of an editorial role. And, and she's great and she does fantastic content. And she also works, you know, for the system. And me, I'm just this outside independent guy. So for me, I, I love the, the seat that I'm in, which is I kind of get to see those two uh, go off from a real insider's perspective. And then I'm just kind of the, you know, bringing the plugins to the party. 
That's great. Well, WP Tavern over the last year went through, it was picked up by Automatic, right? Somebody, the mm-hmm. original? Okay, that's right. Yes, think. yeah. And I think that that will eventually probably be, um, and, and I don't know this for sure, I'm only saying it from what I've seen on posts and things, but um, I think that that eventually will be a, a much bigger community. I think they're going to try some BB Press stuff and Buddy Press and all that within that space, but I don't know the timetable of it. Wow. Now, well, the communities around WordPress are huge. There's just, you know, people are, like you said, you get this hate post for correct, incorrectly using the words. Um, they're yeah. very passionate. WordPress users are pretty passionate. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because um, I, back in 2009, I wanted to do this thing called the daily plugin. I actually wanted to do a video show where every morning I would get up and make a video and talk about a plugin and show you how it installed and everything that it did. And daily, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. Um, maybe now with Google Hangouts, it might be a little easier, but, um, you just have one huge bucket for that. <laughs> yeah. So my goal for that. Now, the reason I wanted to do it is because I wanted to end up in the dashboard feed, right? In the other news feed, like WordPress TV is and and other people. Mm -hmm. So it's strange that I still found my way in there with my writings through WP Tavern, but I didn't have to do the video stuff. Yeah, well, and I don't know. You've got the the podcast already. Uh, Video is a little time consuming. Have you seen um, uh, Entrepreneur on Fire podcast? No, I haven't. He, yeah, he's, it's, I, I think it's just a year old now, but he does seven day a week podcast interviewing oh. entrepreneurs. And it, it, a lot of people are like, you can't do a daily show. And his whole thing was prior to getting into his business, he was in real estate and stuff and he was out in the car and he would run through all the podcasts. And I do that too, where I'm like, okay, well, there's no new episodes of the ones I listen to. I start trolling, looking for new podcasts and he just hit it hard and he records like seven or eight on one day, hmm. which, I used to do that. When I had a music show, that was easy to do. Yeah, but the video. They, yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what you're saying. I know. It, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Video. What are your thoughts on video podcasts? I like them. I don't watch them, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. Um, but it's, you know, I am stunned when I see my pal Jason Tucker and Chris Lemma and Steve Zangett and they do uh, WP Water Cooler hangouts and i see that they've had like three million views on all their videos and that stuns me uh not that it's not great quality it's just i didn't think that the pool was that big as far as views go um so i don't know i mean there may be something for me down the road video wise if i can uh, ever get my act together as far as getting a a system that can handle editing crazy video every day (laughs) but um you know i'm an audio guy and I'm, if I'm not listening while I'm sitting here, I'm generally listening through Bluetooth in the car or if I'm out walking, I'll, I'll have headphones in. Um, I'm constantly listening to tons of podcasts and tons of different things. So video for me is a little bit more challenging. It's more challenging. The other thing is because I listened to the eventual millionaire with Jamie Tardy in their video interviews and like, you know, if I'm at the gym or something and I go to check email or something and like it shuts off where audio you can have it on in the background <laughs> right all the right. time so that's uh, personal preference um yeah. what do you think about because i know some people it, it obviously you know a lot of times when people get interested in something like starting this podcast i've become kind of obsessed with trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. and where some people will run a podcast they submit it to youtube 
with maybe, you know, like just a, an image and the whole that's a still image or a mm-hmm. video. And I mean, I've got a YouTube channel and I do tutorials there. So I feel like it would sort of throw people off. I don't know. I haven't tested it. What are your thoughts on that? Just running audio through YouTube. I've tried it. I've tried it uh-huh. and uh, didn't have much success with it. But um, I, I I don't know. You know, it, for me, it's just I, I don't think I've promoted it well enough. I, I That's one of my biggest problems is I don't ever promote myself, really. I barely even work on my own company websites. <laughs> You know, I'm terrible at blogging my own stuff. My own website stinks. It's just me testing stuff all the time. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I There are some things that eventually I'd like to try in video, but um, I, I've got these really crazy programs that some of my Dutch friends have given me that work in Dutch TV. And uh, it's like these crazy 3D programs that can feed off of RSS and make oh real time stuff. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, but for me, I just, there's way too many balls in the air right now that I'm trying to juggle be- before I get into something like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I haven't tested it and I, same, I've got enough going on that I don't need to try that. What are your thoughts on traffic though for podcasting? I mean, how do, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they start a podcast, it's like, well, how do you get people to listen? And and I know for me, I think it's because I had a platform already and I had an audience. But if someone's getting started, do you have any tips or suggestions on driving traffic to that podcast? Yes. Never look at your traffic. There's the <laughs> first tip. Don't get obsessed with how many people are listening or downloads or anything like that. Uh, the thing that you need to look at is what kind of interaction are you getting? Um, a long time ago, I was at the very for, uh, was it? Yeah, I was, I was a speaker at PodCamp West in San Francisco, which is the very first PodCamp, uh, beyond, it was the second PodCamp, I think, ever. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the audience asked me, how big of an audience do I need? And my response was, well, you know, it depends totally on what it is that you do. And she said, well, it's, it's a charitable organization. And I said, well, if your audience was 10 people that each gave you a million dollars, is that big enough? Uh-huh. So it's, it's not necessarily quantity, it's quality. If I had 10 people that listened to WordPress plugins A to Z and gave me comments every single time, I would much rather do the show for those 10 people than the other 50,000 or whatever the number is. I don't even know. I, I don't care. Yeah, it's really targeting and delivering value to your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like my clients. They could care less what their ranking reports are. They could care less what their traffic looks like. They care about one number. How many leads did I drive them this month? Yeah, no, that's huge. And I think with the with the podcast, because I mean, well, you can see the downloads and I do get excited. I have to tell you, it does. It still <laughs> makes me excited, but it's not also not my business model. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun and it's connecting. It's really a relationship builder for me at this point. And, um, uh, I totally lost my train of thought mid-sentence. Oh, but- well, I'll tell you. I mean, for me personally, when when I saw that you put your first episode out, I really wanted to encourage you because I didn't want you to stop. Well, thanks. And you I, did. I, wanted, I was super excited. <laughs> I wanted every, you know, that's the thing is I want people in the community to do more as well. And when, when, I, when I heard your show and I'm like, great, finally, there's a, a female perspective in WordPress that we don't typically get, even though... I would I would venture to guess that I bet there's more females working in WordPress than males. Well, you know, it's and that's kind of my audience. I've got a lot of men on my list and subscribers and stuff, too. But 
I have started reaching out and so many, there are a ton of women that have sort of their own independent freelancing business. And eventually a lot of people get to the point where they're like, I, I prefer teaching or I want to do this. I don't want to just do client work. And, and so I'm working with a lot of those women now. So that I, I totally agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that, that's, you know, to me, what it's about is, is making connections and audience. And I think, um, you know, early on, I, I hope that helped you knowing that I was listening, knowing that, you know, other people in the community were listening to oh, you. I was totally you, so. geeked. I'm like, Oh my God, I have screenshots. Of, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I, I'm not shy. It's like a little kid at Christmas. Every yeah. single time I get a comment or a thank you or something, it makes my day. It, it really makes me happy. So. <laughs> All right. Well, see me in seven years. Let's see. <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> fill me in on WordPress radio is, is a new venture. So yeah, what's, what's WordPress radio all about? Okay. It's at WPR.FM and you're on it. I'm on it. And just about everybody's got a cool podcast relating to WordPress is on it. Um, it was, it, it's another one of those things, right? I'm the, I'm the guy who puts the compilation together. So I started listening to all these different shows and for me, I, I started talking to a couple other podcasters. I'm like, oh, do you listen to uh, Apply Filters or do you listen to Re- Weekly Web Tools or your website engineer or any of those? And half the time it was like, wow, I never heard of that one. Or yeah, I listened to this one, but not that one. Um, and then about the same time, um, one of my friends who um, is in the UK, uh, I didn't know that I, I was going to him just for some informational purposes about how do I set up a stream? I know you run a stream and all this and you know, what's, what's involved in it. It's, it's, a, it's gone a long way since the live 365 days, you know? So, uh, what I didn't know is that he owned the company that had the streaming server and all that. <laughs> so he basically just said, look, if you want to do something, I'll just give you a stream. So that project was thrown in my lap in a weekend. Oh my God. And so I just went out and got the w- uh, the domain WPR.FM. I thought it would be, you know, kind of like call letters of a, of a radio station, sort of. And so I've, I'm now like a month in. I've got 12 shows in rotation. I've barely got a website up that I'm starting to put together, uh, in my spare time. And <laughs> well, if you need help with that, I'd, I'd yeah, be more than well, happy to help. <laughs> it's been, Pretty interesting. Um, we get an average of, uh, I'd say, a couple hundred listeners a day from around the world. And what shocked me the most was how many people in Asia are listening to it. Really? For long amounts of time. Yeah. Wow. Long amounts of time. Yeah, the, 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 the geographical stats that come back, I'm like, there's somebody in Nigeria listening to me. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just trying to contact you about some money that he's got for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a long lost uh, royalty family member somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so with WordPress radio, it's just you're really looking at it is sort of the like you said, you're combining everything, you're pulling everybody in one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't plan on doing anything commercial with it. Um, I, unless anybody's listening, that's a WordPress um, person in charge of giving money out. I'll take some. <laughs> um, but I, for, but seriously, I think it's just for me something that I'd like to make for people to just kind of notice podcasters like yourself and others that are out there doing it. And I try and also find people that have just got one or two episodes and try and feature them as well. Um, and I also make sure that on the site itself, um, I'm giving everybody true attribution as far as all the links and things like that. So I'm, I'm not, 
I'm trying to make sure that everybody gets the proper credit for all of the work that the work that they've done. I'm, I'm seriously thinking you just don't sleep. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I keep going. <laughs> a- energy drinks and um, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it is. But um, you know, how can you not? In and seriously, I've I've been able to for the past eight years. Um, warm my way it, the the jobs that I've the you know the typical day gigs that I've had um WordPress has made a lot of those happen um I I've, I've worked at Entrepreneur Magazine for a couple of years as their director of marketing and it was all because of you know what I learned of SEO and content and things within WordPress God that's and, awesome and it's it's amazing to think that just within the fundamentals of this little open source free program is all of this magic that you can do. I, I totally, I've written some posts. I'm like, I wouldn't, I well, I would hope I'd have a business, but clearly my whole life <laughs> is around WordPress, which is, mm-hmm. which brings me to the next question. So what are your thoughts then on, you know, on WordPress as a business model per se, where you've got, you know, we've the whole premium marketplace, whether it's themes or plugins, is just growing, and you've got educators and you know developers and stuff. So, what are your thoughts um, on that, and any advice for business builders? Well, I think oh, let's start from the plugin perspective, mm-hmm. since that's the subject of most familiarity to me. I think that sometimes people are trying to do what twenty other people have done before them, and not because let's just say, um, you know, how many Twitter badge post, uh, plugins do you need? Yeah. You know, the problem is, is you're not getting a lot of buy-in from external sources. Like for example, LinkedIn. Okay. I love LinkedIn. I think it's the most valuable social network on the internet yet. It, it is the worst when it comes to integrating with WordPress or, uh, it's getting better to where you're starting to be able to post to LinkedIn, but I, I, there, there's no interaction with groups or any of these very big, important things. And I think that's a big hole that if anybody ever wanted to exploit, they could, they could do. Yeah. Um, it really, it's one of, it's probably the network that really doesn't do anything that's embeddable into your site. I, I hadn't even thought about that. I'm not, I'm on LinkedIn probably yeah. use it the least. <laughs> and maybe that's why. Good point. Uh, it's driven so much to me as far as, uh, feedback. Uh, anytime I put out a, a podcast or any piece of content, I try and go to the relevant places and groups online on LinkedIn. Um, there's probably 20 or 30 different WordPress groups that have at least 5,000 people a piece in them. So when you go in there and you post what it is that you've got and, and, and you're, you know, you're going to get a lot of attention from it. God, yeah. It's, and that's so funny. You're sitting here saying, that, I'm like, God, that's the one place I'm the worst about posting my stuff. It's like, I've got a little routine when I do something. I'm like, okay, Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, but okay. So let's go back to the business model. Yeah. With yeah. Plugins. Um, okay. So it, it's, I, I like, um, I, the, the, I guess the best model that I like for plugins is the guys who put out the light version and then have the pro extensions that you can go and upgrade to. Uh, those are kind of the smart guys out there. Um, other ones, the totally free model. Uh, I just reviewed this plugin called Clef, C-L-E-F, and it's a um, it's an app actually that you use on your phone, and you just kind of take a picture of your screen, like a QR code, and that lets you log in. Ooh! So you can log into maybe 50, 60 different sites or whatever you know, however many that you're set up as the user. Um, it will allow you to just take a picture of the screen. 
you know, and you can use that for other people, other outsources that you work with and things like that. So that that's pretty cool. Um, and he is making a huge push for it and it's free, but I think in the back end, he's probably going to have a business model for it somewhere relating to like B2B or, you know, corporate environment or something like that, which that's cool. So what he's doing is he's letting the consumer users, us, uh, test it all out for him. And then he's probably going to take it live with some sort of business entity, you know, or, or go to the commercial route. So that's great. I think that's an awesome way to do it. Okay. So what about some of the other models within WordPress? You know, and I've actually, I've played with a few different plugins and I had one developed recently to, Mm -hmm. to suit, to solve an issue for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the programmer's like, we should do a free version. It's like, I sometimes have a hard time separating. Okay. Well, what would be a value that's free? And then this, what is the value in a premium, you know, and kind of separating those, but I guess it's something you got to play with. Yeah. And I've, I've had probably 30 or 40 different plugins developed for me and I've never released any of them um, because they either address a specific need that I have either based on a client or a site, or they'll pull in content from another site or RSS feed or OPML file or something like that. So yeah, I'm with you on that. It's tough to release your own stuff. You know, it's, it's, it's like making a, a clay pot that takes forever and, you know, put it in a garage sale. You just kind of have that <laughs> sentimental value for it and you don't want to do it. Well, and then there's also the, uh, the other end of it, uh, of being able to support it and, and really provide that support. So, <clears throat> you know, I've got beta testers, but it's, it's definitely something that would serve consumers, but I, I have to really think it through. And cause I've recently, I've, I don't know, the last few months, I've really been focusing on, sort of the user experience on a site or whether Mm -hmm. it's purchasing and stuff. And what is the, you know, when somebody lands on your site, what, what do you want them to do? Not 52 Mm -hmm. different things. So that's kind of the perspective I'm taking with, with this plugin. So we'll see. Um, But so what about some of the other options in terms of building a business with WordPress? What are your thoughts? Well, um, the sky's the limit. I mean, you can do so much with it. It, It's from a, from a developer standpoint. Yeah. You can make themes. Um, and that's something that I think I have the most trouble with is finding the perfect theme. And there are so many out there that just, it's not like a plugin that has base functionality. When you look at a theme and you look at a demo, it's nothing like what it is when you install it. You know, it's just, like oh, yeah, a, that's the headline actually. Cause I've got a Genesis training and I'm like, I installed the theme. It looks nothing like the demo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, that, you know, that's a whole nother animal, that one. Uh, but, I think, you know, for me, I would love to eventually uh, take on a business model myself where if somebody has a WordPress installation that they just don't, you know, the, the functionality is slow or perhaps they want to find a better way to do things. I'd love to have a job where I just consult and look in somebody's dashboard and go, okay, well, you're trying to do A, B, C, and D. I've got a plugin that does A, B, and C for you, and you don't need six to do that. Um, you know, we can take this plugin and this plugin and feed from your back end to do this. That's that's my dream job. Heck, I'd love to do that. So sort of doing reviews and then giving them a strategy to clean sure. up. Yeah. An, an audit. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done it countless times for, you know, God knows how many people that have hit me up on Skype. Hey, my site's broke. What's wrong with it? Look at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some of that, that's where I think people, as they get started with WordPress, you have to weigh out, you know, what you're going to invest in and what you can get for free. Cause there's, there's, there's crap out there that you pay for too. I'm not saying that, but sometimes spending a little bit more money on something is definitely worth it. 
sure. to get it done correctly. Um, I, I personally, I think one of the biggest opportunities in WordPress is education and and documentation because there's there are so many amazing plugins that there's no instructions on. And when they're free, I get it. It's like you can't expect them to do everything. I think it's a great opportunity. <clears throat> I got a funny story actually. Last week, I found a really <laughs> just an amazing plugin that almost worked. <laughs> and <laughs> it almost worked the way that it was supposed to. And a couple of I, I I finally found the guy who made the plugin and he barely speaks English. So I'm kind of like going through Google Translate trying to, you know, do things back and forth. And that's one of the biggest gaps too, because we have such a universal platform, but not everybody speaks the same language. Absolutely. It is. It, it's a global economy for sure with WordPress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So other business models, I mean, uh, education, that's, that's huge. Um, I, I would love to see them start teaching WordPress in schools young. I think that would be excellent. Um, I actually, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm right now involved in uh, I, I won't give the domain out because I don't want to ruin it, but um, let's just say a large coffee chain has a particular size of coffee that I have a domain around. <laughs> and um, hmm. okay, the ex- But here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to prove a point that you don't actually even need a brick and mortar business to dominate as far as on Google and, and all the rest of it. So I made a fictitious business. And so far I have 112 different Google places listings for it around the country. And I've got actually people that um, tweet that say that they can't wait till we open up in their town. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's a reason why I'm doing this is because eventually when I start uh, going into conferences and speaking again, I'm going to actually use this as my presentation. And at the end, the reveal will be, and by the way, there is no company. Oh my God. That is awesome. And so are you, well, obviously you're tracking everything since mm-hmm. you measure everything. I, so mm-hmm. this, I, I can't wait to hear the story. That is, God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's a domain that I saw on auction for like 10 bucks and I was like, wow, I'll take this. <laughs> and it's, it's doing pretty well. So yeah, that's, I'm using multi-site for that. I'm doing some domain mapping and I'm doing different locations. So, but it's just kind of a, uh, reinforcement for the franchise optimization stuff that I do. Oh my God, that's great. Well, and to be able to tell your franchise clients, look what I did and this yeah. doesn't even exist. That's well, right. Sold, right? Oh, let me hire you yesterday. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. And not, yeah, not only that, but you say, yeah, not only is this a fake f- fictitious site, but I don't rank you in every one of the markets that you're in. Man, <laughs> that is too much. Um, do you do anything with WordPress in terms of you know, passive income or do you have anything or, you know, not to delve into personal, but mm-hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you mean like affiliate stuff or? Uh, well, anything, I mean, you know, information marketing, you know, I, not, I personally, I love notification of payment when I'm doing something else. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really do anything like that. Um, I, I do some affiliate stuff, uh, mostly, you know, relating around hosting and domains. And, um, I, I own a couple of, you know, pretty decent coupon code sites out there and that's pretty much it. I mean, the client work 
it's funny because I, yeah, I like taking, I like getting those little incremental payments, but I like that big check that comes from the client. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what makes it worthwhile, I guess. But so, you know, affiliate income's nice. And when you're tapped into that well ver- nicely, man, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it, when you can start pulling in five figure checks every month from affiliate stuff, that's awesome. Uh, unfortunately for me, that hasn't happened in a long time, but, um, yeah, I mean, th- th- there's other ways about it, but, and, and I'd like to, there's other projects that, you know, are 20 deep that I'd like to get involved in as far as on my queue list and that'll happen eventually. But just for right now, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. Well, in the affiliate stuff too, I mean, I, I, I make money with affiliate marketing, but it's not, it's sort of an afterthought where it's like, Oh, I, I include my affiliate links when I'm writing about something or talking about something, but rarely do I find something just to promote as an affiliate and then create content around it. It's usually the other way around. Well, last week I actually went to Commission Junction University, which is their uh, annual kind of symposium that's held in oh, Santa cool. Barbara, California. And boy, you would think that uh, affiliate marketing was, you know, that they were just pulling gold out of the sand, the, the presence that you saw at that place. I mean, we were, um, what's his name, Damon from, um, what's the shark? show what is it oh shark tank damon shark tank yeah, yeah he's there he was there um giving the keynote and all that and um so it's it's big business and it's it's tricky and there are a million competitors out there but if you do it right and you do it with wordpress you can definitely make some money yeah it, it's like i said it's cut for me it's an afterthought and it it's i think it's great when there's some and it's all, all stuff i use and recommend anyways but um so is there something that you've got on the horizon that you can share with us besides your secret project? <laughs> hmm. Well, um, not really. Uh, there's just, there, there's, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, wait a minute. I've got 5,000 projects going. I can share some. Yeah. Um, hmm, which one can I share? Um, well, I'm working with a really cool company called bite size tv right now and they are the podcast company that i started out with a long time ago pod show and mevio they then were known as and now they've got a studio that they just built at the corner of hollywood and vine in hollywood and it's right literally the sidewalk in front of the office is the hollywood walk of fame and so um that is is kind of a, a pet project that I'm working on with a number of other people on the inside. Um, those guys have kind of become family to me over the last eight years. So I'm trying to do everything I can to make sure that their new venture is a success too. So they built a kind of a today show style studio with like eight different sets within it to go, you know, so you can have like eight shows being filmed all at the same time. Wow. And is it, is it um, a web show or it's on its cable? It will be strictly internet. Nice. So it is television and film quality programming that's all done with a strict editorial hand internally rather than an independent podcaster type of mentality. And I think they're going to have 13 different networks with uh, 62 shows every month or something like that. A lot. And that's something that doesn't really – it does involve WordPress for me because I built a um, – body press site on the back end and we're building building uh kind of a deal site for them for some of the uh secondary offers and such but uh, that's a project that i'm involved in with a number of other people um that i think i think november is the launch time for that one 
uh, as far as when they officially launched the studio. But I think they're doing productions there already. Um, so that's that's one of the things I'm working on. Um, there are uh, countless projects that people pitch me all the time that sometimes I take them up on it and sometimes I don't. You mentioned speaking. Do you have any conferences or any anywhere that people can connect with you that you're going to be speaking at? Or I haven't done that for a number of years. Um, I'd like to again. Uh, I, I got pitched uh, something in Vegas in a couple months. I, I got to take a look at that. But I'd certainly like to do it again. Um, I'd, I'd have to kind of put a put a pitch together, I guess, and, and, and what I'd talk about because it, I'm so scatterbrained when it comes to um, putting things together like that. And I, I take so much for granted. There are other WordPress people that I talk to and, and I, I just go crazy and, you know, rattle off 100 miles an hour and people just don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You got to kind of dial it back sometimes. Yeah, you kind of forget people don't know what you know. Yeah. So that's that's really it. Uh I I don't like going to uh, conventions and and conferences where everybody's just like me. You'll probably not see me at a word camp. Uh, you know, and I felt like just talk about fish out of water when I went to WordCamp San Francisco and I did a post on it and it was super fun connecting with people that I've connected with online. We went out to dinner and we went to a pub, you know, afterwards and that was great, but that's not my audience. I, I probably will not go to another WordCamp. No, I like going to like the plastic surgery convention where they're talking about online stuff and everybody in the room looks at me like I'm Yoda. That's what I like. <laughs> okay. And, and that should be a good marker for people out there. You want to you wanna really be an expert in your field? Go somewhere where nobody knows what you are, nobody knows what WordPress is. Work that room. See how well you do. And if you can do well there, then you got it. <laughs> That's fantastic. There are certain conferences like I, I want to get to New Media Expo this year just to connect with people, really. Mm. Um, but, you know, some of that stuff. So what's one fun thing about yourself that you'd like to share that maybe people don't know about you? Hmm. I mean, you've shared a lot, but <laughs> yeah, um, people may not know what I do for fun when I'm not working, which is uh, my wife and I love to sail. We bought a boat here in Southern California, and that's what we like to do is just unplug from everything. I don't want to hear a motor, an engine, nothing. I want to hear water and wind. That is I, I know that feeling. <laughs> I, I love mm-hmm. to escape, but no, that's great. So where um, where's the best place for people to find you or connect with you? Uh, you can just go to my website, which is marcuscouch.com. 